Welcome to Postcards from Wayne State, a look at the fascinating and important things Wayne State College students, faculty, staff, and administration are doing. Here's your host, Mass Communication Professor Dr. Michael Merrick. Hello and welcome to Postcards from Wayne State. This podcast is for the Wayne State College campus community and also for alumni and friends of the school. Each week, we talk with interesting people doing interesting things here at Wayne State. At the end of the podcast, we'll tell you how to get future episodes from social media and our podcast website. And we're doing something a little different this week. On Friday, September 6th, Wayne State College President Modish Ramis delivered her State of the College address to a general faculty meeting, and in a moment, we'll bring you her remarks. A couple of notes about this recording. The president will occasionally refer to a PowerPoint presentation that she uses in her address, but she also discusses the information on the slides in good detail, so we're pretty sure that you won't have any trouble uh, understanding. There was also some music used during the presentation in a video in the middle uh, and from the Wayne State College marching band at the end, and we can include the band performance in the podcast for copyright reasons. And also the video soundtrack doesn't include the visual messages in the video, so we'll be kind of skipping past those. But with those preliminaries, here is the president of Wayne State College, Modish Ramos. Well, good afternoon, and welcome to the 2019-2020 academic school year. I want to first of all take this opportunity to extend a welcome to the new faculty, staff, and graduate assistants we're really excited that you have joined our community of scholars. As we begin this academic school year, it is a time to celebrate our many successes over the past year and to identify our new goals and initiatives as we begin the new school year. So let's start talking about our goals that we accomplished over the last year. And it starts with new academic programs. I have been so incredibly impressed with the faculty, the department chairs, and the deans, and the work that they have done to continue to identify new programs that support economic um, growth in our region. So you see the list before you that's been approved by the Board of Trustees. I would like to point out a couple of these areas that I think is, is quite good work, and the first one is engineering technology. This is a new degree for Wayne State College, and it's been many years since we've developed a new degree, and this is an exciting step forward for us. This aligns well with the manufacturing industry that is the second largest in the state of Nebraska because this is an applied engineering degree. No one in the state was providing this program, and it was so exciting when we moved forward to the Coordinating Commission that we even had the University of Nebraska-Lincoln write a letter of support that this needed to happen in the state and that it was good work on behalf of our institution. Not only is it going to support manufacturing, but it aligns nicely with the new Center for Applied Technology. So we're excited to have that available to our students. You see the supplemental endorsements that we continue to provide, um, minors that we continue to bring up, especially with the change in our education core that provides new opportunities for students to pick up um, one minor, two minors, and second majors. And then I'm real excited about the new work that we have done in the graduate area. Opportunities for students mostly online, so for place-bound students to pursue their master's degrees in areas that we have not offered before. Great work. Thank you for, uh, to, again, the deans, the faculty, and the department chairs for expanding those opportunities for our students. Partnerships. You know, Wayne State can't provide all programs, but certainly by working collaboratively in the region, we can expand our offerings for our students. 
I'm extremely excited about the top two on this list that work with agriculture. Our work with the Nebraska College of Technical Agriculture, NCTA out of Curtis, and the University of Nebraska's Lincoln College of Agricultural Sciences and Natural Resources. We are not a land-grant institution. We cannot provide, nor should we be providing, agricultural opportunities for our students. However, agriculture is the biggest industry in the state of Nebraska. And in Northeast Nebraska, if you look around, we tend to lose a lot of students to South Dakota State University. I used to be a jackrabbit. I am not a jackrabbit anymore, and I'm a little annoyed every time I see that emblem in our part of the state. And the reality is that many of our, our, many of our students in this part of the state that want to pursue agriculture don't want Lincoln. It's a little too big. So it's a little too overwhelming. They can't stay close to the family farm or the ranch, and so they wander up north. Well, if we can work collaboratively with our partners in the state, we can keep them here at home. And more importantly, is it not only frustrating to me that we lose them to South Dakota, but those students don't return to us because the pipeline once you graduate from South Dakota State is into North Dakota and Minnesota, not back to Nebraska. So we've had brain drain in this area. So what have we done? worked collaboratively with our partners to now be able to provide agricultural opportunities here from Wayne State. Working with NCTA, which is the only uh, two-year institution in the Constitution that provides two-year ag programs um, starting next fall, will be delivered from Wayne State. So NCTA will work with us. Students will be recruited here. Uh, they will live in our residence halls and participate in our programs and activities, and they will be pursuing a two-year degree through NCTA, taking 19 credits from us as part of the General Education Corps and completing the rest of their degree through NCTA by using Haskell Lab that will be um, upgraded just north of us. The second initiative is to work with the University of Nebraska-Lincoln in the area of four-year agricultural programs. Uh, we signed an applied science um, uh, agreement with UNL, applied science and agriculture, so students will be able to again come to Wayne State um, while they are earning a dual degree. So they will be earning a degree from us in maybe chemistry or biology. And while they're doing that, they're also taking courses through UNL to earn a degree in applied science and agriculture. And we're going to be working with, with UNL on assigning on more programs uh, that will occur in that collaboration by using Haskell Lab. Big signing will occur in late October to move that effort forward. A great new initiative for us again to serve the state in the area of agriculture. We've done great work with the country of Curacao. We've now signed an agreement with Aruba. Um, they are also a member of the Netherlands, so another opportunity for students who want to pursue a four-year degree um, in the States. Um, that country does provide a loan of $15,000, which maps nicely with our costs. And so we just signed that agreement. There will be lots of opportunities for students um, to come to uh, this country and uh, earn their degree here at Wayne State. And then you see the list of community colleges that we have signed new agreements with, and it's been great work to look at our courses and the courses at those two-year institutions and how they can align and help make those seamless opportunities for students who started in a two-year program and decided it is time for them to earn a four-year degree and because it's in our side of the state and in our region an opportunity to do that here at Wayne State. Just in the last several weeks we heard from the country of Malawi who also wants to sign an agreement with us and I just got word yesterday um, that they are looking at a signing in the next two weeks to work on an agreement um, with us and then the great work with school districts across our region, and of course I named just a couple up here, Grand Island, Norfolk, and South Sioux City. But what I'm really excited about with those partnerships is that we're not just providing dual credit for dual credit's sake, but we're really creating dual credit programs that lead to pathways, career pathways for those students, 
career pathways that line nicely with Wayne State College. And so I do talk about the STEP program that's been put together um, by the School of Education and Counseling, where students who want to be teachers can start taking some of those courses in these school districts and can come on through Wayne State College. Great work in that area. Thank you for all your work with partnerships. And of course, great academic programs and um, very strong partnerships leads to the kinds of facilities that we need to support our students both in and out of the classroom. It was really exciting to open the Center for Applied Technology in January on time, on budget, unheard of, and be able to really take that program to a new level. It's fun to walk through that facility and see students hanging out and studying. It's great to see them using those new classrooms and those new labs. As we move forward, as you heard from Vice President Elliott, we'll start working on some new program plans to continue to enhance um, our academic programs. And then out of classroom environments. You know, students um, need that space outside of class to engage in a positive fashion, to be able to come together to, to um, socialize, but also study as groups. And so we were able to make some changes this summer. Um, we were able to go in and do some work in, in Anderson Hall. We were able to air condition Terrace Hall. Um, and then we'll be doing a study this fall on how else we can go in and improve those halls and specifically look at creating those engagement uh, spaces within our residence facilities. We also did quite a bit of work in the student union or student center, if you did not notice, um, putting down new flooring and some new banners. Uh, we did refurbish the food service space downstairs because of our new contract with Chartwells. We were able to take that food service site to a new level as well as add Einstein bagels and caribou coffee over into the library. I think those are not just food service sites, but places for students to come together. I'm a real Einstein's freak, so I'm over there all the time, uh, much to some people's dismay. But it's really a great environment if you haven't been over there. What's exciting about it is it's a real coffee shop, and it's a place for students to hang out um, and enjoy some time together. And from a community standpoint, I think it is real exciting to have that new space and have a new food service offering in town uh, with the bagels that we didn't have before. So those are great new programs, great new facilities uh, that really have added um, to our community. And last, you know, I'm starting my fifth year here at Wayne State, and I have to tell you, I am so impressed with our campus community that we are all committed to the mission and the work that we do with students, that we really take to heart what we do every day. We are serious about making a difference in the lives of our students, and we share those success, success stories with one another and regionally, and statewide, and even internationally. And that's what makes a difference for Wayne State College. And that's why we've seen the growth that we have over the last couple years. So here's some statistics for you. In the last two years, we have grown our freshman class by 20%. We are now ranging between 720 to 730 incoming freshmen. We've increased our transfer um, class by 14% over the last two years, and I think with new partnerships, we even have more opportunities to support, support more students in that area. International students, we welcomed 44 new international students this fall, both freshmen and transfers, and we have grown to over 82 international students here on campus, and our graduate students have increased by over 20% in the last two years providing many place-bound students, since most of those programs are online, an opportunity to, to earn a higher education. So with that, I wanna thank our admissions staff for their leadership, College Relations for telling the story, Financial Aid for putting together those packages, Records and Registrations for making it happen when it comes to credits and our continuing students, Student Affairs for continuing to do the care and feeding of our students every day, Student Financial Services um, for being nice to them when they're not quite sure how to pay that bill, 
Foundation for continuing to help raise money to support facilities and scholarships. Athletics for creating a wonderful out-of-classroom experience for our students and a wonderful experience for our athletes. Nats for keeping us plugged in every day. A great administrative team that makes me look good every day. And faculty and support staff that care dearly about our institution. Thank you for everything that you have done. And because of that, this is the enrollment result for Wayne State College. We are projected right now to be 3850. I've said to you since I've arrived that it's important that we work to capacity. Capacity when you look at freshmen, transfers, returning undergraduate, graduate students, and dual credit is 4,300 students. We are well on our way of reaching that goal. Thank you for everything you've done to grow this instit institution. Please join me in giving you all a round of applause for some great work. You know, students say it better than anyone. So with that, let's hear from our students on why they selected Wayne State College. We're listening to the State of the College Address by Wayne State College President Modish Ramos. Her address continues after this one-minute break. As a first-generation student, um, looking at different colleges, you know, you have to look at the price tag. Wayne State really offers you that affordability, but at the same time, Wayne State education is really sought after by employers across the state. Wayne State College is the most affordable four-year college in the region. Plus, 100% of our recent grads are employed or in grad school. It's a really great chance to get a great degree, but still come out of it with little to no debt. Get started at explorewaynestatecollege.com. Schedule your visit today. I do love Wayne State College. It feels like home. Campus is big enough that I'm still meeting new people. I'm still learning about like new faces and names, but I'm always seeing people that I can wave and say hi to. It's the best fit for me. At Wayne State College, our focus is your future. Choose from over 130 programs of study. It's the most affordable four-year college in the region. When I visited the campus back in my senior year of high school, this is where I knew I wanted to go right away. Get started at explorewaynestatecollege.com. Schedule your visit today. Wayne State College President Modish Ramis delivered her State of the College address to a general faculty meeting on Friday, September 6th. Now the remainder of her remarks, and let me note that for the first few moments of this section, you'll hear her through a general room microphone before the podium mic comes back on, but the better quality mic will be back pretty quickly. So, President Ramis. So those are our successes. It was a great year, now where do we go from here? And so I want to talk to you about some initiatives as we move forward into this new academic school year. And I think the next step for Wayne State College is to stabilize that enrollment, is to get to that 4,300 students and to stabilize ourselves around that number. And this is how we need to start thinking about moving in that direction. We need to keep our new freshman class between 7.20 to 7.30. And of course you saw 7.35, so I guess I need to change that goal on admissions. They tell me I have a rolling goal post every time I set a new goal for them, but uh, um, that was the range that I set uh, about a month ago. We need to continue to retain those students. They come here to earn a degree, and we need to continue to move them toward completion. In the area of transfers, we really need to spend the year arriving on what is a reasonable goal for our institution. And the reason that we're not setting a goal right now is because of all the new partnerships. And I'm going to talk about activating those partnerships. And until we do that, I don't think we have a good sense on the numbers that we will be able to serve in that area. 
and that goes for his graduate enrollment as well. Uh, we've seen huge increases in that area. There's some new opportunities with Aruba um, and Malawi, and so we need to get, assess that and then our, set our goals um, based on looking at where we are today, uh, what those new partnerships might bring, and what new academic um, programs that the uh, deans might have in mind. And so we need to start focusing on moving in this direction. It's a great place to be from where we started when you looked at that earlier chart. So here's some key initiatives and activities for the upcoming year. The first one is that we have to continue to actively participate in the recruitment cycle. I will tell you, I think it's almost harder to hold those numbers than it is to reach them the first time. And um, I have to tell you, it was a very stressful spring, I think, on the admissions staff. Um, I think uh, they started to lock the door when they saw me coming. Um, and the numbers were pretty wonky and they were pretty up and down. Every class has its own unique population and this one was called, let's just be late with making our decision. Um, so it was very frustrating at times, but it was amazing to hit that number again and it takes all of you, and I know the admissions staff would be the first to say that, it really takes all of us telling the story being actively involved in programs like um, Senior Day when the students come to campus and Junior Day and RLOP selection and RHOP selection. It's, take, it's important that when we have visitors to campus that you take the time to visit with them. Faculty, you make a difference. That's who they want to hear from. They're coming here for an academic program. And so the fact that you take that time to visit with those students and those families. The camps that we started to do in the summer, the academic camps um, that uh, now complement what we do in the athletic area, but camps that we have throughout the year that showcase our great programs. And just the fact that you're out and about in the regions. Uh, when I think about the science camp and science bowls that we hold, or the fact that our, fine, our, that our marching band goes out in our, our communities and, and, and shares their performances with young people, our athletic programs, being on the road and people getting to know the Wildcats. All that makes a difference for us to be actively involved and retain those incoming freshman and transfer numbers. We need to enhance undergraduate and graduate academic offerings. I've already shared with you how proud I am and the work that we're doing in that area. And we've got several new things underway. I'm excited about the new work that we're on, is underway with the Wayne community to look at early childhood as an opportunity to collaborate with them. Um, now that uh, the school districts are doing more uh, with the preschool area, there's an opportunity for us to look at our program and to align our efforts with them and do more work in that area, not just to serve Wayne, but our surrounding area. I talked about engineering technology and then there's manufacturing management. Those are aligned with the new Center for Applied Technology. So how do we really help tell the story about those majors? exciting programs for students but they don't understand that so our work is, is, is laid out for us to really tell that story and help students understand uh, those opportunities and then you can see the other kinds of things that I have on the list in agriculture and undergraduate certificates the idea to continue to look at what we can do in the graduate area exciting new opportunities for us to continue to work on as we go into this new academic year we need to continue to sustain those partnerships and um, they're very important and I've already talked about that I'm excited about the agricultural partnership, but we do need to activate that. I'm really excited about the new partnership with engineering. We have a two plus two now with UNL in the area of uh, mechanical and computer science and agricultural. I probably got that wrong, Dina Vedovich. Um, and we have a new graduate assistant we've hired to work with the high schools to identify students that might be interested in that two plus two program. And what's excited about that is the University of Nebraska-Lincoln wants to diversify engineering. They want to see more first-generation low-income students of color and women into engineering, and they're looking to us to be that partner to identify those students in their junior and senior year of high school, provide them some support, get them to Wayne, help them be successful, and on to the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. 
What that will do for us is we will have a whole suite of engineering offerings for students in this region. And I'm excited about that new program. And then you can see some of the other work that we're doing in the, in the master's area in athletic training and public health. So we need to continue to work on those programs. Transfer pathways. We spent a lot of time this year looking at um, our academic offerings com compared to our two-year partners. And we have, we've done some great work in that area. But now the challenge is actually to activate those programs. It's not just good enough to have on a piece of paper what it takes to move from Central Community College to Wayne State College. We really need to think about dual enrollment programs as there as well. So for example, we have a student at Little Priest starting their second, second year at Little Priest who knows they want to come to Wayne State, working collaboratively with that partner to allow those students to start taking courses here at the same time, just like our students start doing their second year, allowing them to come to campus and be part of our club sports and our intramural program, participate in our activities, be involved in our community. So it's truly a seamless process. That's what I mean about activating these partnerships. We have a lot of work ahead of us to make that happen, but that's really where it's going to make a difference with these students. And the last one that I would highlight in that area is the work with Metropolitan Community College, a very different kind of partnership since we are delivering down into Omaha. And we have spent the last semester really trying to work through the nuances with that institution, and that's where students at Metro will have an opportunity to earn a four-year degree in our industrial technology program right from um, um, the uh, campus down in Omaha. Um, and so now the opportunity is how do we get those students into a dual enrollment program earlier on and help them reach their dream of potentially moving um, not just into a two-year degree, but a four-year degree as well. Great new options for us, a great new way to serve students, and I think to really expand the opportunity for many of these students that, again, are first-generation, low-income students from underrepresented communities, and what a great way to help them fulfill their dream. Increased global connections. Um, we talked already a little bit about Aruba, um, but I can't tell you enough how excited I am about that new partnership. We've done great work with Curacao, but Aruba has even more areas that they want uh, support from us on. Not only freshmen, but they're looking at a transfer market where we would deliver online into the country. Um, they've got a graduate face to that in the area of education, and I had a chance, uh, um, Dean Chudak and I, to go over to Aruba, and it was really fun to meet with their education leadership, where they started to have this really rich conversation around our Community of Learners program and, and the foundation of that program, and they have been waiting, literally, for another educator to come through their doors to understand the importance of that kind of master's program, and they are real excited to see us deliver that in-country. Now, before everybody raises their hand to go to Aruba in January and deliver the education program. Um, we will be looking at how we can do that virtually and make that happen for the students, but I'm excited about that agreement. Continue to work with Curacao, and as I've already mentioned, Malawi has reached out to us in trying to do a, an agreement. What's exciting about these agreements is not only does it bring international students to, a, to our country and to our campus, and it gives them a great opportunity to earn a degree with, that's a, at an affordable price for them, but it also helps diversify our campus and give students that global perspective, so that's great work. I've talked about the pathways with our high school uh, school districts. You see those listed on, 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 on the screen before you. Again, how can we continue to create 
partnerships that lead to career pathways and not just dual credit for dual credit's sake. I'm excited about the work in this area. Um, two things I would highlight. One is Grand Island. I was in Grand Island yesterday um, meeting with that community. They're extremely excited for Wayne State to have a bigger presence in Grand Island. They are in our service region and they don't feel like anybody has taken the time to meet their educational needs. And so we had a great day, Vice President Elliott and I, hearing about what their needs are. More to come on that. Um, but we had a chance to, again, um, meet with Dr. Grover, the superintendent of the school district there, who has a phenomenal pathway program. Really excited about continuing to work with us on those pathways and providing students opportunities to come on to Wayne State. So more work to do in that area, more ways to think about um, how we can branch that distance between us and Grand Island and do some great things uh, for that community. The other one I want to mention is Sioux City. They've opened a new career academy, a wonderful new facilities. I believe our deans have been up there um, um, going and touring that area. Again, I think it's another opportunity for us to link uh, with that um, institution and really help students see um, how the work they're doing in that area could lead to a four-year degree here at Wayne State. And then the last one, develop a qualified and experienced workforce. Um, we have some great internship programs and I think we need to continue to think about how we provide students with that experiential learning opportunity through internships, a chance to practice what they're learning in the classroom through their discipline and I really appreciate the work our faculty do with our students. But there's another way to do that and that is co-ops, cooperative education programs. And it's been such a treat for me over the last year to work with our information technology and computer science faculty to develop a cooperative education program where students will be recruited into the institution into a cooperative education program. They will take a full array of classes their first three years. In their fourth year, they'll be immersed in a total cooperative education program in Norfolk uh, where they will be um, 18 hours through their co-op and then finishing out their degree. Um, it's been a great discussion with the leadership out of uh, Norfolk to move that forward. Uh, we're waiting to uh, hear from some final partners to move that forward. But that's a great new initiative to give students an opportunity to again practice what they learn, connect them to industry in rural Nebraska in hopes um, that they will think about staying in this part of the state and being a part of economic and workforce development as the communities continue to think about diversifying their economies with high skill and high paid jobs. And so I'm excited about this work and as we continue to work through that model, I'll be excited to share that with the rest of the campus um, as something that the rest of you may wanna think about uh, for your disciplines. And then I think a major issue for us this year and an area we really need to focus on is retention. And of everything I talk about in my presentation today, this is probably the one that is uh, probably the least positive. Um, as you look at that graph, that is uh, tracking our retention um, as we, we announce it from fall 2013 to fall 2019. And as you look at that chart, you can see it's quite the roller coaster. A lot of ups and downs, as low as 62%, as high as 75%, and right now we are projecting 70% for this fall. So here's the problem. We recruit students here and every convocation, they show up with the dream that they're gonna earn a degree from Wayne State College. They don't come here thinking in six weeks they're gonna make a decision to leave our institution and never earn that degree. We owe it to them. We owe it to them to try to meet them where they're at and help them be successful. That doesn't mean we make it easy for them. Doesn't mean we less our rigor. But what it does mean is we listen to what their needs are. We figure out what kinds of resources and support they need to be, be successful here at Wayne State and earn that degree. And so we have our work cut out for us as we move this forward. If you remember the first chart, 
The goal is 75% retention. I would say 73 to 75 because I believe in ranges um, that we need to start thinking about. And so we have some work ahead of us on how we make that happen. So I want to talk about some specific initiatives in this area in the upcoming year. We need to start working on a comprehensive student success model. And a comprehensive student success model is a lot of work. And it looks at the number of students that we bring in every fall and how many we retain into the next fall. So that's first time full time freshmen. Also looking at our transfer population and how many we retain. And then looking at what we do our sophomore year um, because your next second drop off between the time they start and the time they graduate is that sophomore year. Some institutions call it the sophomore slump. Sometimes that happens because students lose their major or lose their way and they're not sure what to do. So how do we put together programs that gets them through that sophomore year after we've done what we needed to that freshman year? That junior year is a year of mostly shoring them up and getting them ready for that se senior year where they're engaging that senior year in internships, and cooperative education, and getting ready to graduate. Because the goal is to get them out of here in four years. Because here's the reality. Every everybody talks about the cost of education. The cost to them every semester they go on beyond four years is astronomical. We can cut those costs for them if we can get them through in four years. And a comprehensive student success model helps us start looking at that. Now here's the deal. Most of you that have been working with me know I am not a patient person, but I know to get this done takes a lot of work. So over the course of this next year, I've asked Associate Vice President Loggins and Vice President Douglas to work together to start thinking about an approach to start putting together a comprehensive student success model because it requires us to really do a deep dive on all our programs and how successful they're being. It requires us to look out there on what other schools are doing. There's some great models and then putting that all together and creating um, a process for this institution. So we'll start thinking about how we'll approach that over the next year. But in the meanwhile, there's a couple of things that we need to get at right away. And the first one is academic advising. That is the cornerstone of any, any good student success model. Last spring, we brought in the Educational Advisory Board to start talking to us about academic advising, uh, what's going on in the national stage, what we can do to continue to improve that work for students. It's not transactional, it's about relationships. So how do we build those relationships, be that safety net for those students I talked about that within the first six weeks will decide this isn't their right place, and that's national data. Um, so we need to start thinking about that, and again, um, I've asked Associate Vice President Loggins and Vice President Douglas to co-chair a committee uh, that we will be uh, putting together to study academic advising over the course of this year um, and determining what the best model is for our institution. As part of that work, I'm asking them to also look at academic support services because that goes hand in hand. We've already started some great new initiatives with supplemental instruction, which is an opportunity for students uh, that have done well in that curriculum to sit in with those courses where students have a high DWF rate, um, sit in on those courses, and then um, conduct supplemental instruction courses outside of the actual course to help those students with their homework and help them work together uh, to be successful. We've had some great work in that area. How do we take that to a new level? How do we continue to look at what we're doing with the coaching program through Holland Student Success Center? Um, how do we look at our math lab and our writing lab? And so what kinds of resources do we need to continue to think about and how do we shore up the ones that we're already providing to support students? And then the last one I want to look at over the course of this year is to continue to fine-tune living learning community, communities. Again, another great opportunity to retain students because you're building these micro um, communities for these students that can be around certain themed programs, uh, service learning, um, it can uh, be around diversity, um, but it can also be connected to academic programs. And so we've done some work in that area. I think it's a great opportunity yes, for continue to fine-tune those areas. And so those are the things that are important for us for retention.
And then, to wrap all around that, uh, we need to move toward an institutional strategic plan. Since 2017, we have really developed all our plans around our strategic enrollment plan that we created in 2017. And you can see from the data, it's done very well for us. It's been very, very focused. But we need now to look more broadly and create an institutional strategic plan. And so I have asked Vice President Dunning and Vice President Elliott to lead a task force to start doing this work, to really think about where we're going as an institution over the next five years, taking into effect everything we've done in the strategic enrollment plan. It is also going to be an opportunity to build in facilities because we'll be refreshing our master plan for the campus. You've already heard Vice President Elliott talk about the work we'll be doing with Benthax planning this year. We're starting to do planning on this facility. And we're actually in the work uh, to take the nanatorium, which is no longer a nanatorium because by definition, that's an indoor pool. We have a hole in the ground that doesn't hold water. There's no fixing that, that, those pipes. Um, and so we've made a decision to fill that in and turn it into an indoor uh, rec space for students. And thanks to the foundation and others, uh, we are close to raising the dollars we need to get that underway in January and have that available for our students next year. That's great work to continue to enhance um, the work that's done every day in and outside the classroom. But we need to even get more strategic about that um, by refreshing uh, the, the uh, facilities master plan. So that will be uh, what we'll have underway in the course of the next year. Any of you interested in serving on that advising committee or the strategic um, planning uh, task force, um, please let me know. Now, that's all wrapped and the reason I really think we've gotten where we have today is because of the culture that we have started to create at Wayne State. Innovative, we've challenged you, each of us as leaders, to think outside the box to meet our mission for our students. Flexible, to adjust quickly to this ever-changing environment. Nimble, that you just can't be flexible, but you gotta do it swiftly, because if you don't, you're behind the times already. Responsive, by listening to our constituents and our stakeholders and our students on what their needs are and really being serious about meeting them. And being creative, because by being creative is how we continue to move forward. It's been this culture that's helped us become a thriving, forward-thinking institution, and I'm so proud to be a part of this work. And so with that, I would like to welcome you to the 2019-2020 academic school year. Thank you for everything you do to make a difference in the life of our students. And with that, it is with pleasure that I introduce the Wayne State College Marching Band. This is Postcards from Wayne State, a podcast about Wayne State College, and we've been listening to the State of the College Address by Wayne State President Modish Ramos. Our website is postcardsfromwaynestate.blogspot.com. Each week, starting Friday morning, you'll be able to listen to our new episodes. The episode will also air on the campus radio station, 91.9 The Cat, at 10 a.m. on Fridays. Thanks to President Ramos for permission to record her address and to use it on this podcast. Postcards from Wayne State is produced by the Electronic Media Program at Wayne State College. 
part of the Department of Communication Arts in the School of Arts and Humanities. The podcast is produced weekly during the academic year and also broadcast on KWSC-FM 91.9 The Cat on Fridays in association with WSC Student Media.